What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Stink! Stink! <laughs> Somebody has to say it! Somebody got to say it. I'm not talking about a record. The Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> I'm not acting like they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> I'm not telling you they stink because they're bereft of talent. <laughs> I'm saying they stink right now because guess what? The Lakers find a way to get your hopes up, and when you believe in them, it comes crashing down. That's a yep. fact. They're Ooh. the Grinches who stole Christmas. <laughs> They're contaminating Hollywood. The yeah. Lakers stink. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. Welcome Dude. to another episode of the Swiss Shoes Podcast, episode number eight. My name is Eric L. We got Ernest and we got Amasha Thomas. And we had a week off last week, but a lot of stuff happened in the last two weeks of the seat of the NBA season. And let's get right into it. Um, that little clip that y'all heard was about from Stephen A. Smith about the Lakers. Um, they are a 500 team at eight and eight. Um, LeBron, he's they're saying that he's questionable to questionable. return. Yeah, he's upgraded to questionable. Tomorrow's, I feel like he's gonna game. play. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's gonna yeah. play. He's gonna play. So they're eight and eight. Um, they ain't anyone see this coming? Um, nope. Not the not with the talent, not with the roster they have, but um, then again, kind of saw the red flags here and there. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, my goodness, losses by the Timberwolves by 24 at home, and then get selected by the Bulls at home again on the Monday night. Um. I don't want to push the panic mode the <clears> Lakers, <throat> even though they're 8-8 eight eight through 16, but the 20-game clip is approaching us. Um, they got to show us some stuff, and I think they got to show, show, show some stuff up immediately, or else it might be, might be to a point where LeBron himself might not save the seats for the Lakers just to, like, have a have a chance to get him into the into play into this playing but last year. So Ernest Amari, um please explain more. Um because I know you got I, I know you y'all got a whole lot to um to get off your chest about this team. So take the floor. Go right ahead. Uh I, I, I'm right I guess, ahead. I guess yeah, I'll start. Yeah. It's just it's just been this entire season so far it's just been a ball <laughs> of frustration. Um, pretty much what Stephen A said in that clip that Ernest played when we went live. Um, we get our hopes up, you know, we started to think that we're rolling, chemistry is good, you know, we can't do no wrong, and then you know, you get blown out by the Temple Wolf. <laughs> you know, it's just unfortunate. And it's crazy things that Ernest and I was talking about the other day is that I find it weird that we have all of this talent on the team. And, you know, everybody keeps saying, well, wait till LeBron gets back. Wait till LeBron gets back. And that's fine and all. But the thing is that this roster was assembled so that way when LeBron low manages or take this game off or have like an injury, you know, that the team is still able to hold down the fort. I remember that game against the Spurs that we played 
like in the early begins of the season. Um, Russ had a really good night. AD had a really good night. We went to like two like uh, overtime. That's the night that Jakob Portal had a uh, twenty-seven or fourteen. But the fact that we were still mm-hmm. able to hold down the sh- hold down the fort with LeBron being out, it kind of gave us hope. It's like all right, bet you know. But it's a shame that it's still the LeBron factor. You know, like the team can't win without LeBron, and it's just ridiculous. You know, um, and then I'm gonna start off by saying it's not even Russ. Well, it is Russ, but I'm going to start off by saying AD, you know, and I feel like I've been defending Anthony Davis for a very long time. And I know that when we spoke about the top 75 list, I had him on my list, but now it's just like, I get it, you know, the Pelican days and stuff like that. But it's just like, bro, you have another dude on your team and Dwight Howard, who is, who is not on the list, who is very deserving of being on the list. Not saying that the list could change, but it's just like, Bro, you have to come out every night and prove that that you're that guy. You know, I know Ernest earlier when we was doing our award predictions, you had AD as your MVP. He's not playing like MVP. 18 points last night against the Bucks. I get it. Giannis is a force to be reckoned with, but you cannot have you you Giannis can't go at you and you don't go back at Giannis. Like I don't know if you're dealing with the injury or not, but you got to step up, make your presence known because, you know, shying away from it, you know, I will say, though, shying away from, like, the issues that's going on in the team, I will say, though, you do have some fire in you. You know, he got a technical. He got ejected the other night. You know, he's quick to have a teammate's back. And I get that. That's cool and all. But it's like it has to show on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, AD, you got to be dominant, dude. Now, Russ, Russ is Russ. You know, that's a good thing. <laughs> And that's a bad thing. Um, but, yeah, like, as a fan, it's been frustrating. You know, I was if you ask me, I'm, I'm most consistent play on the team. It's been Carmelo AD, which is really crazy. You know, I already know what I'm going to get from Melo. But, like, AD, AD got to have a dominant night. One night, next night, he ain't even there. You know? So, Ernest, you can take it away from here. Um, You know, I, it's it's – it's a multitude of things, right? Like, you want to be able to stay patient because obviously, you know, no one anticipated, you know, the young guys to be hurt to start the year, right? THT was out for some time. Um, uh, Kendrick Nunn is out, you know, and then, you know, Wayne Ellington was also out for some time. So, you know, we started off uh, not with the ideal personnel to start off, right? And the reason's still out. Um, and that's that's hurt the continuity to a degree because obviously during training camp, um, you're not you're not anticipating that you're playing heavy minutes with Kent Bazemore, or you're playing heavy minutes with um, Avery Bradley and Rondo. Like you know, and I get it, and I understand the difficulty in trying to get the continuity correct um, with players in and out the lineup. But what bothers me the most is. I would say three things. Coach Vogel um, in, his, in his lineups, right? I'll give you a stat last yeah, night, yeah. right? So, prime example, Lakers were de- – the game was basically tied going we, into we the was, fourth quarter. We, I think we was about, about like two at one point. You know, right. when, when We came back two, after losing the lead in the first quarter. We came yeah. back. Um, I, I, I like the effort that we played, not in the second quarter, obviously. Um, and and right now, as, as the season has been progressing – 
we've been terrible in the third quarter by yeah. like a margin. I think yeah. it's by like yeah. a minus twenty, a minus twenty six or something like that. Um, as a team, that, uh, every third quarter this year, so we're getting blown out in the third quarter. Um, so it was good to kind of see them fight back in the third quarter after that horrible ending to the second quarter. Um, come back, take the lead. Here's what bothers me. Around, I would say the three minute mark or the two minute mark in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter for another additional totality of eight minutes, I believe it was. Or no, actually, yeah, it's about eight minutes. Um, no, excuse me, it's about three minutes and 18 seconds in between go, from the end of the third going into the fourth, right? Frank Vogel does not have AD, Russ, Mello, or THT on the floor. He runs a lineup of DeAndre Jordan at the five, Kent Bazemore at the four, Malik Monk at the – excuse me, Wayne Ellington at the three, Malik Monk at the two, and Rajon Rondo at the one. That wait, is – Wait, 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 wait. Malik Monk. Go ahead. And Kent mm-hmm. Bazemore. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And who else? It was Malik, Rondo it was, and Monk. Rondo and Rondo Monk. And, and Wayne Ellington. That Wayne was Ellington. That was, a, that was a five. Who was a five? Who was a center? DeAndre DJ. DJ, DJ was um I believe a minus eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, if 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 I'm if I'm one of the Laker one of the Laker executives or fan base, I'm firing Frank Vogel for that. that so that's that's because that that, that literally cost us the game. That, that cost the game right there. That's, because that, that, that and mind you, my, mind you, Frank Vogel, mind you, the, the, the Buck team. Hold on. Okay? Oh, well, look, listen, Giannis. As great as he was last night, how dominant he was last night, he was only plus one when he was on the floor. So the Lakers made it at the end of the day, no matter what Giannis was doing, the Lakers were able to combat that, right? But when he was off the floor, that's where they didn't capitalize off of that. You throw it right. a lineup like that. If right. if Russ, if you're matching 80 minutes with Giannis's minutes, right? Your luxury is that, okay, because th- on at the time, it was Chris Middleton on the floor to start the fourth quarter and hit those right. two threes. Mm-hmm. Right, that, and that's what that's what blew the game over because we didn't we didn't have the right personnel on the floor. You should have had at least Russ or Mello or Russ and Tht somebody who was a point of attack that <clears throat> could keep the offense going. You have four guys that should not be sitting at all at the They're same time. Like you can't scores. make this up. They're you can't make scores. this up. Like, right. So it was Mello on the and you have lineup. you have Rondo trying to create shots. But the defense knows Rondo's not he's not right. a threat to go to the basket. No, he's not a threat to shoot the ball. The only so everyone's staying at home. Wow. Right. And Monk, Monk could be very erratic. Now, right. Melo, mm-hmm. Melo for the last five games, he's only averaged 10 points. He's been very he's he is, I believe he's starting to come back to life a little bit. He's got right? cold. Right. Um, and obviously on the road, he's a totally different player on the road than he is at home. You know, he, he leads the league in three-point percentage at home and uh, I believe he's like bottom 15, bottom 20 on the road. So, you know, it's a tale of two cities, so to speak, where for Melo, like he's great at home, but on the road, Melo has not been great at all. Yeah. Um, so th- that's one issue. Another issue is effort, like just simple effort. There should be no reason why we need LeBron James to beat the T-Wolves or the Thunder right. twice. Like right. they, mm-hmm. we, you don't need LeBron – if 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 you're playing those teams, those teams are trying to lose. They're trying to lose, and yet and still we come out with this. I have no idea. Like I, I think it's just this 
you know, people, they expect players to just respect them and be like, well, they got all these stars on this team. You know, we're just going to lay down for them. And if, that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. the effort is not there. Honestly, if you just play with effort, you beat OKC and you beat you beat um, uh, 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 Minnesota. Just yes. with effort and execution yeah. and playing like you give a crap. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that they go through these motions and AD's motor is just – I have no idea where it is at times. Like he settles for jump shots, which, which bothers me the most. Like Chris Middleton is on him in one play and he's posting him up. And instead of him just attacking the rim, he passes up to THT who takes a contested three point shot. Like that just bothers me. And then the third thing, which worries me the most is that we're relying heavily on LeBron to be the offensive guru to run this team. Whereas if Frank Vogel's position should be creating creating more schemes to help uh, better fluid the offense. Every single time, the Lakers, especially against the Bulls, the Lakers would run this... Uh, uh, Side screen and roll. Yeah, it was, it, it was a high pick and roll, right, between AD and Russ. There's no movement on the on the weak side. Yeah. So then, Everybody so then, standing. A, a, everyone's standing around. AD gets gets the ball at, at, at the high post or the extended free throw line, and then everyone clears out. Which it's the same play sense. every Which single time. There's sense. no movement, and then when AD gets trapped, he's not really good passing out the trap. He doesn't make right. good reads. <laughs> so it, it it's just frustrating that we don't have an offensive scheme. And I thought Fisdale was supposed to do that, but I guess oh, not. Good luck. And <laughs> Good luck with that. And this is why Jason Kidd was was, was a big loss for us. Um, I would like to see them go out and get Terry Stotts maybe. You know, he was he was great. Uh, you know, he's a great offensive coach, obviously, with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Or we go out and get try to get Alvin Gentry uh, because Alvin Gentry knew how to play Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. He yeah. knew exactly Anthony Davis's best years, aside from the bubble year, Right. Was with New Orleans yeah. when when Alvin Gentry was the head coach, right. um, and he, we just got to because he made sure that he, he get Anthony Davis in that post, get him the ball in that paint, low in the post, and then you drive and kick out and out of the that, that double team in that post for AD. I just I I I, I don't really understand. You know, Vogel changed that game during a five minute stretch at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter last mm-hmm. night when he played Bazemore, Rondo, DJ together. The Lakers were a minus seven in that stretch. That's the game right there. That's yeah. the game right there. And and okay. also to also to mention, you know, there was some questionable call. I'm not saying I'm gonna blame the entire game on a referee. Oh, there were questionable calls, especially the, the the three point three point attempt Middleton. That, that Middleton did, and THC went straight up, and Middleton jumped the into his airspace, yeah, and, and they yeah. called the foul. And I was like, what? Ad then, Ad's dunk on Giannis. That Giannis was a foul. hit him in his head. That should have been a flagrant for one, and, and they the didn't call one. anything. Actually, there was two other ones when uh, Giannis went up for a layup and he blocked off AD. Right. And then and the it, other one, when uh, THC was in the paint and Giannis came storming down the lane, he called the blocking foul. So four yeah. questionable calls, you know. And, and I'm surprised we didn't win that challenge either when right. uh, Vogel challenged that play. It was right. crazy. Needless to say, you know, also, also. Mello, Monk, and Ellington last night were four for 21 on threes. The rest of the teams were eight for 20. You're not going to win games if you can't shoot threes. We went, we were 0 for 16 from three in the fourth quarter. Mm. 0 for 16 from three. So the offense has to get better quickly. The defense is just a matter of effort. He has the personnel. Vogel has the personnel to, to, to get the players to commit. 
it's just a matter of getting these players back. I think I think Vogel will be fine, but the, the more he puts out these lineups and the more frustrating it, it, it starts to seem, I think his I think he's on the hot seat. Um, there's a reason why they didn't extend him longer than a uh, than a than a than a one year extension. Um, so I, I I don't know, man. I, Vogel he's he's shown he's a he's 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 great defensive coach he's a great defensive coach and his schemes defensively work really well obviously for the last two years three years legs were a top three defense in the league um and this year and i understand that the personnel that we have are more catered to the offensive end but at the same time it's like geez man like it's just logical things at this point like there should be no reason why deandre jordan and Bazemore four and five. Yeah, that like that's what ridiculous. are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And then you you, you throw out the, the your rest of your guards and your forwards are not creators. There's no one to kind of create their own shot. They're all setup guys. I, I just didn't understand that, and that's where we lost the game. It's like yeah. okay, I understand if Giannis is out the game, cool. AD sit your ass down, and then you match those minutes. But at right. the same time, mm-hmm. you have Russell Westbrook, who's who actually had a great game yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, 15 assists and three turnovers, and all the all the turnovers were in the first half. Yeah. You can't you you can't ask anything better for what Russ did for you. So that was the opportunity for, for Vogel to say, Russ, do you for this stretch. Do whatever do what it do whatever it is that you do that you did in okay. See, this is the time that you can impose your will on the game, right? Mm-hmm. The way you wanted to. You should you surround him with shooters. I I would have put even if you would have had DeAndre at the five. You would have had DeAndre. I would have had Melo at the four. The three would have been uh, Ellington. The two would have been Monk. And the one would have been Russ. You had three shooters on the floor, and you have a pick-and-roll guy that Russ could play off with and then just just live with what you live with there because that those are Russ' strengths. Right. So mm-hmm. I just don't understand what Vogel is doing. I don't know if he's watching the tape. I, I, I'm just – it's very frustrating to watch at times. You know, we, we had a chance to win the game. I, I believe, like, if 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 we would have played better, you know, we had that that's that I don't know that airhead play Melo did when he took the ball out. And, 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 yeah, and, and and he tried to throw it to 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 Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley didn't realize it, then and then they got the ball and then wound up hitting the three. And I was just like, it's, it was just terrible. It was just yeah. it was terrible. So like. Yeah. I'm not pressing the pen and button yet because I have to see what we look like when we're fully healthy. Right. But at the same time, I am very concerned about these lineups. And the more Vogel does this, I feel like the more hot his seat will get. Now, I, do I believe firing a coach in the middle of the season? No. Because, you know, and it's happened with LeBron. And clearly, you know, LeBron uh, has been able to adapt out. to that. Right. Yeah. But – it, it's all about who's going to replace him and, and the system has to change and all this stuff. So again, I just have to see what, what they look like fully healthy and give vocal at least that res- respect in that regard. Like let's see what you're doing when you have a fully healthy squad. Um, and then, but man, um, I am not happy with what I'm seeing. I'm very concerned um, about this because it LeBron's in his 19th year, man, like fit over 50,000 minutes. Like we, we can't keep we can't keep relying on this man to say right. what's every single time. Right. Like at some point, Anthony Davis has to say, "Give me the ball. Let me let me take, right. let me go to work and, and let me carry this team the way I'm supposed to." But he's not, and I don't understand it. And don't get me wrong; he's having a great year statistic wise. 
He's the only player right now, I believe, leading uh, 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 Scar. He's the only player right now in, in the league uh, averaging over 20 points and over two and a half blocks. You know what I'm saying? And he's averaging double-digit rebounds. But, like, that shit is not consistent. Excuse my language. It's just not consistent at all. And it's it's very frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like <clears throat> y'all, like y'all problems with your rotations and how and how Frank Vogel um plays his lineups is the same problem I have with Tibbs with the Knicks. So last night, for example, so third quarter comes third quarter comes, you know, is the typical third quarter doom. They get outscored 22-18. And I know the Lakers have been very bad in, in, in the third quarters. The Knicks have been equally as bad or maybe a little bit worse in the third quarters because they've been getting outscored like minus 28, 29 in the, in the third quarter, which is like in the bottom three in the league. Um, the starters have been have been like total atrocious in the last six games. Um, Julius Randle, the last six games I, I read on Stat Muse on Twitter, he's a minus 63 in the last five games. Um nice. Evan Fournier, who the Knicks are paying $20 million per year, he's he's averaging seven points a game. And the last six games, he have, he has not played in the fourth quarter at all. Okay. Um, Kemba Walker. Um, the last five games, he's averaged six points a game. And in the last six games, also, he has not played a minute in the fourth quarter, sat on the bench. Um, this is a real problem. This is a real problem. Um Look, just look at last night. Went, I was at the game. Um, typical way the way that this, the, the game starts. First quarter, okay. As soon as some um, rose and Taj gets off the bench, and now the now the, the, the energy picks up a little bit more. The office starts clicking a little bit more. But you put in bringing Toppin and quickly. Now you got something cooking with also with Burks. They always bring the energy. It's unlike the starters, they lack the energy, they lack the smart. <clears throat> Especially in the third quarter, which has which has been the buggable quarter for the Knicks all season long. Um. Also, the fact that the way Tibbs uses his rotations at certain points of the game is starting really ir- irritate me. Um, like last night when you had Obi Toppin coming in during the fourth quarter and playing lights out, and Alec Burks, who's who's giving who's keeping the Knicks alive in that in that stretch in the fourth quarter. Dude scored third out of the 15 points. Alec Burke scored 13 of them was in the fourth quarter. But guess what? He ran out of gas. Tips had him playing 16 straight minutes without a break. But instead of Tips taking Alec Burks out, guess who takes out? Obi Toppin. For who? Derrick Rose. While Julius Randle was in the game, turnovers, missed shots. It was a... Um, Look at that! Look at the box sheet last night. Due to Randall took eleven shots. Guess how many threes he took? Take a quick guess. How many threes he took? Eight, eight. nine. Out of eleven, out of eleven shots he took, ten of them were threes. That's bad offense. <laughs> like, that wait, bad. wait, wait! You mean to tell me not one time you had Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, um, Wagner? Francis Wagner, you didn't go into the paint, get the ball, draw the double, and kick out and involve the offense around you being in that in that paint. No. He was out in the perimeter shooting blanks from three. Ten threes, only made one. 
but it's it's not it was not, it was not last night, but it's been an ongoing theme for the last two weeks. Yeah, and you had a point now where we're pushing the twenty games, the, uh, the twenty games, the twenty game bookmark. They're eight and seven. If they keep this up, some's gonna have to give. I mean, Tibbs, he's gonna have to like. At some point, he's going to have to switch up the starting lineups, um, extend the rotation, extend the bench because this starting five is not is not it at all. Okay. See, the thing is, I I, I told you in the beginning of the season, my concern with the Knicks was that. Their personnel doesn't make sense to me for what the coach wants to do, right? Tibbs is all about hustle and defense, and your defense will create the offense. Now you guys cater to more offensive-minded players who are less of defensive players and less of defensive player ability. So you guys get hunted a lot. Like Evan Fournier and 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 Kimber Walker have been very very bad on defense. Um, you guys, the Knicks have also, the worst transition defense in the league right now as we speak. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's not a recipe to, to be successful. And the East has gotten better, as I as I stated earlier. Like the the the, the Knicks, the Knicks have gone away from their identity. And offensively, last year everyone is- knew, everyone knew Julius Randle was the guy, right? To get all the shots and create the mm-hmm. offense. And everyone else will eat off of that. Now this it's, year, it's Kevin Walker, Fournier, 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 and then RJ and then took Randall, a leap. You know what I'm saying? Randall. Right. Got to share the wealth. The right. Who's, they don't. They don't know. No matter they don't play off the right. ball. Right. They don't know how to necessarily uh, find continuity together. And right. Tibbs is not a great coach offensively to kind of solve that problem. I think what the Knicks should do is. Um, you know, you, you need more veteran guards or, or wings um, that are defensive-minded, right? Like a James Ennis or a Wes Matthews who are still Matthews. out there, who are very serviceable, who can – they're three and D guys that can mm-hmm. get you a bucket, right? Um, Ennis is more of a shot creator, but, you know, Wes Matthews is more of a setup guy, but they both can play defense in, 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 in small yeah. minutes that can help you along the way to kind of like keep the intensity going forward. Um, but man, I don't know the Knicks, and they have a. You guys have a tough stretch coming up. Um, yeah, so let me it's give looking now. Let me give looking, you the rundown. Not looking the, good. Uh, of after so, the next thirty next. So after so they play the Rockets on Saturday, right? So after that, this is where this is where this this is where the schedule turns. So they got a Saturday at home versus the Rockets. They can do a back to back at Chicago Sunday. Tuesday at home versus Lakers, Friday at home versus the Suns, then next Saturday at Atlanta, Tuesday the 30th at Brooklyn against the Nets, Thursday to Thursday, December 2nd, home versus the Bulls, Saturday, December 4th, home versus the Nuggets. Then they got a three-game road trip, December 7th at San Antonio, December 8th back-to-back at Indiana, which they lost early in the season. Friday to December 10th at Toronto, and then they come back home games Sunday, December 12th, on the afternoon against the Bucks. And they finish off that stretch Tuesday, December 14th against the Golden State Warriors. Man, so that is brutal. 
The only two teams I know we was talking about this before we before we went live, but the only two teams I could see, like, all right, the Knicks is going to win this game for show, is going to be against the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. Right, those are two guaranteed those games. That's what you guys should win. Game. Yeah, everything else is going to be tough. Even though you guys see us next week, next Tuesday, <laughs> we'll have LeBron I, back though. <laughs> I I gonna write us off yet, but you know how we get down. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I like. I, I can look. I can see us losing to you guys on Tuesday at the Garden. Yep. But yep. you know, considering that that'll be LeBron's, I believe, second game back, I think the mm-hmm. Lakers would win that game. And it's not, the Garden. Not, yeah. Not convincingly, but the way Melo's been it'll playing, be it's gonna be some you know, drama. Yeah. I, I think the Lakers win that game. But needless to say, like that, that is a very, very tough stretch for you guys, man. And you got, you can easily go zero and twelve in that stretch, easily. <laughs> I'm not banking on that, but I it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they finished if they finished winning something in that stretch. Right. But knowing them, they'll probably eke out wins versus teams that they're not supposed to win. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. Like that like that Milwaukee game uh like a yeah. week ago, you know, that one was a was a, a solid win, you know. Yeah. And then Even, they came, and then they came back and then they came back against the Bucks at home. Yeah, now like twenty four, they almost pulled it out because they right. sat the starters and played the rest of the bench. Yeah, and you know, um, and also like when you guys beat the Bulls, right? Like the, that was solid. a quarterly win. Yeah, yeah, you know but they saying? had, a, yeah, but they had a twelve point lead and almost gave that game yeah. away. Yeah, you know yeah. So, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so my, so my, th- so my, so my thing is that, like, like, unlike, like you, uh, you talk about Ernest about the energy about the, about the starters. It's the same thing here. The starters, the energy. For some odd reason, Julius Randle's body language is not good at all. He's sulking. Anytime he doesn't get the ball, he's he has he has his head down, so, shoulders all shrugged up. Like, come on, man, you are the leader. You got that contract extension in the summer for a reason. You need to show that you care. Show that you are the leader of this team, and it's all on you to provide that energy. At the start of tip, we don't want to see that in the first quarter. We sure as hell don't want to see that in the third quarter because y'all keep getting this team is getting blitzed in the third quarters. And teams are running, and it's it's to a point where the bench, I like the Lakers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so two like, two defensive minor coaches who don't really know how to run offense, and, and just, the stars are not really coming to play. Uh, and, yeah. and the rotations don't make any sense. It's like, okay, and I'll give an example. The Charlotte game on uh, last Friday, it was tied at 96 and tied at 93, late in the fourth, like three minutes to go. Obi Toppin, he's been he's been flying around the rim. Windmill dunk fast break, provided energy off the bench, him and quickly um flying around defense, giving that great energy. With a tie game at 93, what does Tibbs do? He subs out Obi Toppin and brings in the cold Julius Randle. And guess what? Hornets going to 13 4 runs to close the game. Same exact example last night. Magic up one. <clears throat> Instead of taking out Burks, who was who was gas in the fourth quarter, who he takes out Obi Toppin to go with Derek Rose and puts him in the four guard lineup with Julius Randle. Guess what happens? Magic and the game 13 4 to close the game. So let me just ask this question real quick because um and like whenever I we I talk basketball with my friends or with you guys or anybody, and the topic comes up where you have a player 
who comes off the bench or you have a player who starts or whatever and they're rolling, they're on fire, you know, what do you do in that situation? Do you like, all right, you know, I'm a, I'm a sub you out or I'm okay. I'm trying to, you know, explain carefully what I'm trying to say. So in that situation, like you just mentioned, right. Obi Thompson flying around the rim and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. sit him down, you bring in Julius Randle, right? What I'm saying is, do you feed the hot hand or do you trust your star? I'm feeding the hot hand. Okay. I got to feed the hot hand because at some point, at some point, you got to realize that your hot hand is going <coughs> to make sure that you, that, that the hot hand is going to make sure that they, that that's going to lead you to momentum to win the game. Right. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. So at least, so at least with Obi Toppin, this is second year, so he knows the system, right? right? But he's he's not, but he's not as hesitant. He knows where, <coughs> okay, where, to, where to where to go on the floor. Okay, he got the ball. He wants to drive. He drives. He's a he's more assertive than he was last year. So now you get now, and plus he's only played 15 minutes a game, or 12, 11, 10 minutes a game. That is not enough minutes for Obi Thompson to develop his game, right? And meanwhile, you're gassing, you leaving Julius Randle or gas playing 36, 37 minutes. You got to cut his minutes because he's not contributing. He's not yeah. contributing, right? And on top of that, he, on the defensive end, he's not contributing at all, right? And now, and now, and now, my and now I'm starting to think of this theory that that Hawks series last year in the playoffs, everyone has tape on on how to defend Julius Randle. Yeah, of course. Zone, of course. Zone. I said this. I said this. Yeah, of course. You play that little zone. You force him to pass, force him to think about where, where the double team is coming. And, and you force him and to go right. To go right. right. <laughs> and he's still and he has a and he's still not same with RJ. It's same mm-hmm. with RJ Barrett. It's like two and two left hand bandits. And too, and too many times, and too and too many times both both of those players they missing wide open layups at the at the rim. And it is and they gotta clean it up ASAP. Yeah, can't base more. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on. Arjun, you're the third pick of the draft in 2019. Like, there should be no reason that you should not be below 80% near the rim. Like, seriously. Ken Baseball, I hope you're watching this, brother. And yeah. hope it's, like, this. it's like, and it's 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 getting to a point where changes might be might be made might be made, need to be made in the starting lineup because this cannot go on. The fact that you the fact that you're paying Evan Fournier 20 million dollars to give you seven points and not Play a single minute in the fourth quarter of the last six games. That's not good. Yeah. Where was yeah, the Ever Fournier where, where in the Olympics? It's honestly, it's because he's he, because of, again, Tibbs' philosophy. If you're not going to play defense, bro, he's going to sit you. He's sit you. And and the thing is, is that he's too much of a defensive liability in the fourth quarter when games are close because he can get hunted. So. You know, Kevin, it's Hunter, um, left and right. Every phone is getting hunted left and right, so you can't play him in in those crucial minutes. Yeah, and so, on top of that, and on top of that, their offense has been plummeting. That's yeah. that's that was, that was that's the thing that's more frustrating than the defense. It's the offense. Yeah. It's more like I I read a stat where the, the, the offensive rating with the starting five is at one hundred two point nine, which would be twenty six in the league. Like, wait, wait a minute. You mean to tell me like after the, the hot start they had at five and one? They came and cracked 105 points. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not I would good. say, it's not I good. would say, listen, at the end of the day, um, but, you know, I'm not, but I'm not pushing the panic button. But December 15 is right around the corner. That's the first day where the new teams who sign new players can, is, um, yeah, they can do trades. It can be trades. So 
Leon Rose, if you're watching, maybe he's not, but if you're listening, <laughs> he watching, bro. December 15th. He gonna watch. December 15th. That's the date. Okay. Yeah. So tips. Keep this up. He might be on notice. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But we'll um, see. But, 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 but needless to say, needless to say, the Nick fan base. I know, but it could have, it, it, it's the same it thing with us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing with us. Yeah, you know, Mogul's on a on a Laker on a Laker fan hot seat. You know, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Sean. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but you know, you know, we got to move on to the next topic. But yeah, so you know, listen. At the end of the day, Lakers and Knicks got to get it together. Um, the silver lining. For the Lakers, right? Obviously, we're getting LeBron James back uh, on Tuesday. On excuse me, tomorrow. Um, worry about Tuesday because I'll probably be at the Knicks and Lakers game um, at the Garden. Um, but trying um, to get tickets for that game. <laughs> but um, you know, um, we have LeBron coming back. Obviously, Ariza, none when those guys come back, and then the silver lining, honestly, in this whole thing. Um, and then we'll move on after this. Is Kendall Horn Tucker, man, for the Lakers. Uh, Last two games, man, 25 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three hit three threes. Uh, last night, 28 points, six rebounds, four three-pointers and two assists. Um, you know, he's been he's been playing really well, and I, I'm glad to kind of see um, if he could continue this with LeBron coming back. I, I think I think we get some good things rolling, but we have to see how it all comes together. Um, other news, though, around the league, those State Warriors, man. Oh my goodness! Uh, there's no, nothing more I can say about them. They, Golly. they, Yikes. as I and and I said, you know, at first I, I, you know, again I have to credit my guy John Gass because, you know, bef- way before we started the podcast, he would tell me, "Hey, I think the Warriors going to be a contender this year," and I laughed at him, and I was just like, "That is that is the most asinine thing to think about right now. They're not going to have Clay until Christmas," you know. At around thirty something games, they're gonna miss. The West has got a little bit better, you know. The the Pacific Division that they play in obviously has gotten better, but um, I stand corrected, man. I was wrong, and and you know I've I've moved over to it was all wrong, them, yeah. Moving them over to I, I said them being were, my sleeper. I, I said they're and, a wild card team, yeah. And and they are they are more than a wild card, more than a sleeper. They are on notice. Yeah. Um, with Clay Thompson coming back, and I believe uh, from what well, I read. He, he's Washington. looking. He's looking um, like the old of Clay. Like he never um, got hurt. Yeah, like he never got he hurt. Never got hurt. Um, Wiseman's gonna come back. That'll help with the more better rotations. You got Jordan Poole probably coming off the bench now. Like it, it's gonna be a. Uh. That's gonna be a tough team to deal with. I still think the Lakers. Um, they they click and they figure it out. But I think that's the team that we're gonna have to go to war with in order to get to the championship. And right. Man, if we don't get it together, we're getting smoked. That's all I'll say. Oh, by um, the way, by the way, um, they lead the league in third quarter point differential. They've yep. been smoking teams in the third quarter. Yep, and we have the worst point differential in the third quarter. So <laughs> there, there goes that discrepancy. Um, and yeah, man, right now Steph Curry's the clear cut MVP right now as we speak. Um, it's just it's, it's um Jordan it's, Poole. Um, it's just. It's, by the way, is Jordan Poole six man of the year? I mean, no. Most well, improved. still, still most improved. Yes, most improved six um, man. I have to yeah. see more. If, um, because he starts right now, though. Right, exactly. Yeah, he so, starts because of Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. right now, it, it's 
I, I would say Melo or Tyler Hero or the, the or like Tyler Hero. one and For two real. six men. Yeah, I, I got yeah, Tyler yeah. Hero. Tyler Hero's number one. Melo is a close two. Like he's right. right under there. Just Melo is just terrible on the road. So we just gotta produce wins. Wins gotta come out of it. Even though right. the Miami Heat is ten and five right now, you know, like the Heat are picking up like great W's against great caliber teams. Yeah, and, and we like, beat the and, Heat, Sean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like you know like we said early in the season we could put our finger on miami and be like yo like this team is not to mess with if brooklyn yeah. falls off if milwaukee falls off miami's coming out the east so right. you know and that will be a big credit to tyler hero because we said that he was gonna have an important role this year yeah for sure so um the warriors man you know i i i, I, I <laughs> um I got to shout them out. The Warriors have been playing really well. Uh, <coughs> and another team I, I'm going to give some credit to is, is the Chicago Bulls. I told everyone this year the Bulls are going to be a team to be reckoned with. A lot of oof. people like scoffed Baby. at me. Are you? And, okay. Oof. And I so said the Bulls ask. should be a top four seed in the East. And yeah. Eric said, whoa, you laughed at me. No, no, no. Yeah, you I laughed did. at I me. I did. No, I did. I did. No, because my thinking was, my thinking was, okay, the bench and the defense. My, those are my two question marks about this mm-hmm. team. The defense has been really good. They're like yep. top five of defense. Top five of defense and, and have a top ten offense. And then DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, they've been balling. Yeah, can we can we just talk about DeMar DeRozan, man? DeMar DeRozan, he's been on a clinic. A, a mid-range monster, but like he never lost clinic. that first game. But I feel like when he when he went to San Antonio, he was kind of like cast away, you know, because he wasn't in a limelight anymore, you know. But I feel like being on the Spurs helped him be a lot more efficient, especially playing that pop system, and especially having Zach Levine, Caruso, Zoe, Vucevic, all these guys on the team. It's like, yo, bro, you also Vucevic, he's out with them Cooper Portable. Okay, they've still been winning. But, I mean, they they, they lost last night. That was a bad loss to Portland. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know they 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 blew the lead. They they had um if I'm not mistaken, they had uh yeah, had they had, ten, they had ten turnovers in the third quarter alone, which led to eighteen um Portland Trailblazer points, which is that's the recipe to lose right there. So right, exactly. You know, they they have to take care of the ball. Especially more, that but, that far in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. But, but shout out to them. Uh, I I think the Bulls have been really impressive this year. Um, also, also they had big wins over the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nets. Yeah, yeah. Anybody so, can beat the legs, man, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we got we got we got embarrassed in that game. But needless to say, um, you know, it's it, it's been it's been it's been a great two weeks thus far. Well, actually, it's been a full month of the league, right? We're a full yeah. month in. Um, yeah. a lot of surprises, would, though. Yeah, I, I would say I would say you know, quick rapid fire. Who who are your like surprise <laughs> teams? Or like you give me your 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 the teams that surprise you the most thus far throughout the month and the most disappointing. To me, you don't have um, to give a reason. You could just say who, and then you know. I um, go, go ahead, Eric. Me, uh, to me is the Washington Wizards. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise team. Yes, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see them come. I didn't see them like going to the season starting off that they are right now. Right, I, but I watching agree. watching a couple of their games, the 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 depth. It's with that with that trade from um with the Lakers with Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. it has yeah. it has paid off big time. Yeah, and no, for sure. And and real quick to everyone in, in NBA Twitter, um, Bobby Marks had had said uh, he sent a wild tweet saying that uh 
you know, the transaction between the Lakers and the, and the, and the Wizards will go down as one of the most historic trades in, in the last 20 years because of the, the haul <coughs> that they got. Let's understand. Let's relax on that because that roster will not even get you out the first round. So can we chill on that? The, the Wizards are very good, right? And Kuzma's been playing very well. Uh, Montrez is playing very well. Shout out to those guys. I always knew that they, they had what it took. But let's not act like the Washington Wizards are now a contender and the Lakers lost in that trade. So just want to put that out there. <laughs> and my team, and also want to add, my team that I'm most disappointed, the, the 76ers. The 76ers. They hurt, man. They hurt. They got this drama going on. They and, lost five straight. And yep. this is coming, it's starting to come apart. And yep. Ben Simmons' situation is getting worse. Yep, and it, it mean, was going to happen. It was going. You you cannot rely on. Right, this, is why exactly. the, this is the mistake that they made. One, they overplayed their hand with Ben Simmons. That's one. Mm-hmm. They thought they thought the man was bluffing when he told him in the offseason, "I don't want to be I here." He's dead serious. He's dead serious. Mm-hmm. He was dead serious. So they 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 thought like, "Ah, oh, we'll we'll get him in camp and he'll be all right." Clearly not. You can't rely on Joel Embiid. History has shown every single year this man cannot stay healthy for a full season. And they gave so, him a million million dollar contract. Right. So if you're gonna say okay, we're gonna go all in on, on on Embiid, you need to get rid of Ben Simmons to complement some pieces yeah. to keep you afloat till he gets back. Right. And this is what I don't understand that like they're gonna go to battle with the, Ben Simmons is, is winning right now. Right. He's winning. Mm-hmm. Like we say, he has right all, the he has all the leverage right now. All the leverage because they, they they're not good. They're not good without Embiid, and you can't rely on his health. So. For them to kind of, you know, they they want an overhaul and like you're not gonna get this. Now all of a sudden I'm hearing there's about a list of 30 plays that they want between this year and next year and the trade. All this is nonsense. Let me me just say real quick. Let me. I feel like we gotta give credit to where his credits due because I know Sean. I would think our last episode or the episode before that he called out a good trade or that like it worked for basketball reasons between. Ben Simmons and, Jay- and Jalen Brown, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so when the report came out, he actually texted me. It was just like, "Yo, I didn't get paid for doing this." But, but then what? What happened? Uh, Daryl Moore asked Moore, for yeah, everybody. Asked yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, click. <laughs> shout out to you, Sean, for real. Click. Yeah, so shout out to Sean for predicting. For real, that. click. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's just annoying to see, man. And dial tone. It's it's it's, it's disappointing because <coughs> they're 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 not going to be good. Um, they're only going to get worse, and the situation at, at at some point now, what the Sixers have to be careful of is that the fan base is going to get restless. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know that's Philly for you though. That's Philly, right? Yeah, facts. Yeah. So, but Armani, go ahead. Give me your. Um, so surprising team, I would say the Bulls. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been raging. Every time I post a caption of the Bulls doing well on the on the gram, it's the raging Bulls because they're out here kicking butt, you know. And the boy disappointed team is the Lake Show, man. Like just <laughs> it, it, like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, you know, we have all of these guys who's able, and I understand we're hurt, we're banged up, but we have all of these guys to to hold down the fort, and it's not happening. Um, yeah. and we're and we're losing. These meaningless games, like we lost to OKC twice. We if, was up. If we would have beaten L- uh, OKC <laughs> in Minnesota, the Lakers would be eleven and five, but we wouldn't have this conversation right now. Right, exactly. And it, it's just the and the, a, att- and the a, attentions. But go ahead. And eleven to five brings us to the number two seed in the West. Like, right. come on. 
<laughs> and it, it's just it's just the attention span is not there, you know, the hunger is not there. And like we're not we're not coming off a championship, but I feel like God is just walking in like just throwing these lackadaisical passes. Russ jumps in the air before he decides whether or not he wants to shoot or pass, you know. It's and the thing is like you have to learn from your mistakes. I get it. These dudes are professional basketball players, these dudes get paid to to play these type of way on the court. But it's yeah. like it has to come down to it. It's just like, yo, like we have not been winning the game this way, or we've been folding at the end of games, or mm-hmm. we're losing to the thunder, you know. Yeah. Something has to yeah. give. Yeah. Oh, can I get one honorable mention though? Can I get go ahead, go ahead. my surprise team? Um, look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're six and eight. Who who would have thought that that team would have won who win like this? And they picked up the two W's two on the Lakers, the Lakers, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a young scrappy team that's coming up. So, and I think another honorable mention on my disappointing team. I'm gonna have to go with the. <coughs> really? Like, I'm. <coughs> I'll put it like this: like they're the Celtics, like they're supposed to be a contender every year in the East. I understand that the coaching change they had, and you know the roster construction is not that great, but I expect at least more, more from out of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, because those are the two alphas on, on that squad. Yeah, uh, Jason Tatum, he's he's been shooting poorly, man. Yeah, one game a couple of days ago, he had was went eight for twenty. Yeah. Remember last time on the episode, I, I read off a stretch where he was just shooting poorly. Yeah, you know? poorly. Like, yeah, yeah. Four for 20, he had a 4 for 20 game, a 7 for 19 game. Like, like the only good game that he had was against the Hornets when he went to like two overtime yeah, or something like that. He yeah, had, he had 40 points in that game, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, uh, I know some, they won a couple games. The, and guys, know, don't, don't game. blame. Do not blame Kobe. Don't blame Kobe for the reason why Jason Tatum is shooting poorly, man. That's the Celtics fan. Don't fans. don't do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, my surprise team, and oh, I'm gonna cringe saying this, but I have to give them credit. The Clippers. Um. Right. Paul George has been playing out of his damn mind. Um. I, I I can't I can't say enough. I thought the Clippers would be worse. Um, at this point, um, and uh, Skip Bayless, I believe, I believe like last week or the week, week before or something like that, he did announce that because um, you know he has inside info. Um, <laughs> yeah, they still blame the car. Yeah, Boston fans, I don't know, guys. Come on, give it up. Um, uh, he he had uh, revealed that Kawhi is not coming back this year, um, and I, I'm I'm sure Skip is a has a credible source, so. The fact that Kawhi is probably not returning this year, and you know they're fifth in the fifth in the West right now at a nine and five record, you know, hey, the Clippers have been playing well, and they they have been a surprise team for me. I really thought they were going to struggle, um, you know, and yeah. you know without Kawhi Leonard and obviously without Ibaka, um, and Batum that came back late. I, I just you know and Eric Bledsoe how he fits in that whole scenario. I gotta give it up to Ty Lue, man. I wish he was our coach, honestly. But, um, but yeah, I, I gotta give kudos to the Clippers. I, yeah, go ahead. I I would just say it's because of PG's able to play free, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. not saying that Kawhi was holding him back, but these are like reminiscent of like his Indiana days, you know, where right, he was yeah. the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he became most improved, when he started 
surging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now that it's clear cut for this season that he's the guy, he's taking out and running with it. You know, there's like, there's not like a guy of Kawhi Leonard's caliber to be like, yo, like, all right, let me get some too, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is part of the reason why the Clippers are surging and PG surging, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, honorable mention for surprise team is the Cavs. Um, oh, man. For yeah. Not a pushover. Yeah, um, you know, Remember, they almost beat us. Is, right. Well, bigger staff has I done at, with, with, with that. Go ahead. So I was at the game last Sunday when the Cavaliers played the Knicks. And then every, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Just yeah. went Reggie Miller on in the third <laughs> quarter. Mind you, mind you, Carlos Sexton left the game with a knee injury. Found out it was like a torn meniscus, and, and Evan Mobley, and they've been they've been yeah. fine. Yeah. And Evan Mobley, my goodness, yeah, I, he's I, looking I, like I, rookie I, of the year. I had him as my rookie of the year, and yeah, uh, yep. there's a reason he's why. Been, he's been, yeah. Evan, Evan Mobley was making Mitchell Robinson look like uh, uh, and, yeah. Hey, yeah, can I can I just say since we brought up rookie of the year oh, real quick? By the way, Evan Mobley's out two to four weeks with a spring ammo. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say since we brought up rookie of the year, you know, I know from my pick I had Cade, you know, and when he first got back, because he was doing well, hey, like a like a Cade Cade's been playing well been playing too, well. man. Right. He's starting <laughs> to find his stride because the first couple of games there was a there was a game where he went scoreless or he had like two points mm -hmm. or something like that. But now mm -hmm. he's starting to get into rhythm, even though the pisses that aren't going to do well, but yeah. It's Even in a matchup against Jalen Green, he showed that he was the, the best right, player. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, more polished. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's clear. It's, it's clear that he's finding his trying and finding his rhythm. So that's good yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. So the Cavs are my honorable mention for uh, mm. surprise team, and my most disappointing team, aside from the Lakers, as we all know. Um, <laughs> I would have. I would honestly have to say the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, the Atlanta, right. the Atlanta Hawks right now are the 10th oh. seed in the East. They're seven and eight. They're on a two-game losing streak. I, 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 I'm starting to feel like maybe last year was just a, you know, a fluke, like, like, uh, like a fire burnout or something. Yeah, burnout. like, like okay. they, I felt this year, you know, them getting a taste of the Eastern Conference Finals and like, whoa, we're one step away from reaching the finals. I thought this year they would have had a little bit more, you know, barrage about them. They have this swagger about them, but they've been struggling defensively. Um, they're really not good uh, on the defensive yeah, end this year. Um, I thought Cam Reddish was actually going to take a very, very good leap this year. Kind of hasn't. He's out. He's I, I, out. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre yeah, DeAndre Hunter is also out too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Collins didn't take the leap after getting the contract he just got. So. Kevin Herter's been struggling. Gallinari's been bad. And then yeah. Trey Trey Young had a slow start to the season too. And you know, part yeah. of the reason is for you know the the whole rule change. You know, right, right, yeah, and yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. you know, I, I I just think that the, the Hawks should be in a better position that they're in now. Of course, um, agree. Yeah, yeah. Considering with the experience that they got last year and, and sit, bring them at the same core this year. Um, I thought that would be better. So they're my disappointing team, aside from the Lakers, obviously. Um, also, also, yeah. Hawks Twitter, they're, they're, they're like, they're shouting out Fire Nick McMillan, saying that um, they got to relax. Bozal, this they and that, these rotations was it's not good at all. I think they got to like mm. 25, 30 minutes. Like, oh boy, you like, there he goes, the overreaction for the Hawks fans. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they've been um, a little disappointing, though. Yeah, for sure. And 
yeah, that, that that's all I got. I, you know, again, this is very early. We're a full month in. You know, um, who knows what will happen in the next five months, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still, still, we're still, still a long way to <clears throat> May and June. We still um, got trade deadline. We still got um free agents. We still got um all star break trade deadline. I mean, we got we still got December fifteenth. Oh, so it's one, still a long season. One other yeah. thing to mention is that uh, I believe is the GM for Portland. Yeah, Neil, uh, Neil O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, he stepped down. So I feel like yeah, the like, Dame the Dame clock is that time is, is, is up. Is that time is that, up. That that too, up. and there's there's a lot of authority figures in these organizations that they see what's going on in Phoenix and they're like, mm-hmm. yo, like, let me get up out of here. Let me bounce, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's starting to wind down, you know? So I think what we've seen from- We need to get right, those snakes out of there. Right. What we've seen from, you know, the GM of Portland, I feel like more of that is going to start to trickle down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And just to harp on the Lakers, just real quick, the Lakers- Next 12 games are very favorable, right? So this is another stride that they can kind of get things together with LeBron coming back. You know, they have uh, we have Boston tomorrow. Then we're at Detroit on Sunday, at the Knicks on Tuesday, at Indiana on Wednesday. Then we have a two two home game stretch against Sacramento, then Detroit, then back at Sacramento, then against the Clippers, then against the Celtics again, then at Memphis, at OKC, and then against um, – Yeah, Orlando they got to get rich. They got to get rid of that man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke Walton got to go. They, um, they, that, yo, that Marvin Tr- Bagley situation. And, and Tristan yeah. Thompson. Tristan Thompson aired him out. Yeah. Yeah. Last night, that, I don't even know. Marvin Bagley situation. situation. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a nasty situation. But yeah. the Lakers, have, Lakers have, 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 some, have some opportunity here to gain, to gain some ground and turn things positive in this next 12 games. We said that last um, time. We did, but. LeBron <laughs> should be back home with all these we, games. We, we said that last time, and yeah. now look. Yeah, so okay. I, I'm I'm predicting we we at the very least, I'm looking at ten and two. Hopefully, that's what that's that's my expectation. Okay. Ten and two of the okay. next stretch. Um, but we'll see. We will see. But yeah, a lot of teams uh, got issues, man. So let, they, let me you know uh, a ten and two dominant or ten and two with drama. Ten and two with drama. It's gonna be ten and two with drama. It's the Lakers, man. It's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. It's gonna be drama. I I would just Um, like for once to go to a Laker and Knicks game with my ticket, my Laker jersey on, and just sit back and watch us, you know, (laughs) you know, smash the Knicks. But you know, it's always it's always some BS. It's always some BS. LeBron got blocked by Mario Hazonia that year. I, I had to take that. I had to take that long. Train ride home and try to oh, figure man. out what to do with the rest of my afternoon, man. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we're not, hey, no, hopefully it, we're gonna get a repeat of that crap. Um, no, guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna be it's gonna come down to the last three minutes of the game, tied at ninety two. Both teams struggling on offense. Yeah, it's basically, gonna, it's, it's gonna happen. That's it's gonna. gonna they, 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 from last year, last May, that Laker Nick came in, in L. A. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. THC stepped up crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's gonna be some ugly basketball on Tuesday, guys. Just yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, other than that, guys, you know that that concludes the show for today, uh, for this week, episode eight. As we, you know, deep dive into you know the Warriors' great start, the Lakers and Nick struggles, uh, surprise teams and disappointing teams. But um, tune in next week because college basketball is back. And next week's episode, we'll be covering the college basketball game, right? So 
Um, we'll talk oh, about, oh, oh. you know, the AP polls. We'll talk about, you know, rookies. I, I, obviously, this year, who's, who's been impressive? Um, who do we like coming out of college next uh, next draft? So really good information, really good show coming up next mm-hmm. week, guys. Also, Pablo Bancaro and Trevor Kiel. Those Ooh. two are monsters. Yeah, but Pablo, Pablo's in some trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, come on, bro. Come yeah, on, so. But we'll see, and and, and again, we'll, we'll deep dive into that, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about the college game. Um, got some really cool uh, uh, storylines and stuff to talk about. So, um, yeah. stay tuned, and you know, join us next week. Join us next week, y'all. Thanks. Like, Thanks. comment, and subscribe to the channel. Yes, yes you know the handle. Like, please go like. like please go subscribe to the channel. You also, know the handle. Also, we be on the this this podcast be on. With some YouTube stream will be on audio podcast, so look out on Anchor, Apple, um, Google Play, everywhere. So, oh, w- before we sign off, one thing I forgot to mention big news how can we forget about this? The crypto arena. Oh. All right, time to end this. It's time to end this conversation. <laughs> the crypto it's arena, to, it's time to end this conversation. Man, I love the memory of the house that Kobe built, man. <laughs> I, I just I just I just want to say say real quick arena. I just want to say real quick, Ernest. I feel like you can speak on this. You know, when the Lakers played at the forum, um, and the Lakers decided to move to Staples, I'm pretty sure there was Laker fans like, What's oh, yeah. the Staples Center? You know, mm-hmm. so not saying I, I, I'm not cool with the name, but as time goes by, it's gonna be the new normal. Yeah, let me is. just put yeah. that out there. I just, I just, I would have been fine with it if they just called it the crypto arena. Crypto, yeah, Ooh, whatever. Exactly. Dot, but dot the crypto.com arena, like, come on, like, lose the dot com. Anyway, <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. Tune in next week, guys. Next week, guys. Tune in later. Like, subscribe. Like, like, subscribe to the channel. You guys you know, know the, the handle. handle. Peace. Peace.